Hey guys, let's do this. Welcome to uh, our dog, <laughs> dog, sports dog sports live. live. Dog sports live. Um, and uh, I am uh, Graham. You've got some breaking news while I fix my little fancy switcher here about some possible commitments that are going to be uh, making announcements this week. Yeah, yeah so, so I think, I think it's, it's probably, probably you, know, you know a lot of people, lot of people have seen. Have seen Rumors, rumors and, and uh, speculation, speculation at this, at this point, point. Um, but I have yeah, on I pretty good authority that we're going to get all within next week. You will see commitments from or an announcement, basically, that Eric Gilbert is enrolled at Georgia, and you will see a commitment to UGA from Terry on Kendrick um, come out on, on Twitter and social media. So it'll be interesting to see because you'll you'll kind of get a two for one there and it honestly may affect some of these over under win totals and uh some of the early spreads for some of these games if vegas feels like those are big additions which i, I think they are you know all of a sudden the secondary that looked really thin you've got two returning starters at safety up the middle and you've got tyke smith at star and uh, Kendrick, uh, Kendrick coming in as a YPB with the way Kirby Smart's recruited, you would have to think there's somebody else on the roster that can play DB at a high level. Um, so, yeah, big news for Georgia. Um, I think it's kind of funny just because we've we've had all these narratives this offseason around Kirby Smart being subpar or not doing a good job and, and lots of, you know, coaching rankings that have – uh, sort, uh, sort of, of knocked him back, back down. down. But, like, once again, I think you see the guy, the guy understands, like, how the modern media circle, uh, cycle works, and he's able to keep his program in the forefront of a lot of people's minds and, you know, in the headlines pretty regularly. Um, and we saw that last year with some of the quarterback transfers as well. But uh, we've got Chris Marler with us from Saturday Down South, who uh, is a good friend. And um, I think Josh and I both – uh, let's, let's say, say you know, know pretty openly, we, we, we really enjoy your content, content, even if you are an Alabama fan. So, what uh, what do you think about you know the possibility of, of Eric Gilbert to UGA? Well, first off, I want to say second twenty six ain't no matter what Eric Gilbert's gonna do, Paul. Uh, no, I'm kidding. So, I, I I am still in the camp that one. Yes, good to see both of you. I'm so happy yeah. to be here. Um, I'm very professional. I'm glad I, this is off to a good yeah, start. Yeah, you have no idea how <laughs> unprofessional this is going right now, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. So the Eric Gilbert stuff, I, I, for me, I'll believe it when I see it that he's enrolled. I, it sounds like I can see that little shitty grin on Graham's face right now. So I know that he is is excited. So I feel like I trust Graham that something's <laughs> happening here, right? But at the same time, sure. I've still heard from people that are close to Brigham at LSU. Now, granted, this is a little bit dated, like a couple weeks ago. They felt very confident they were going to get him back. I, I I'm not sure what the uh, what the the end result will be. I know this kid's got a lot going on behind the scenes that we all probably don't know about. Like he's he's immensely talented, right? Um, would be a huge pickup for Kirby Smart. I don't know if he's going to be able to stop a wheel route because y'all know y'all can't. Um, no, but I, I I really think if he gets him, <laughs> what in like people always say this about Bama is like this embarrassment of riches, but. My God, if you if you get Eric Gilbert on top of Washington, on top of all the receivers, even without Pickens, on top of that stable of running backs, and in my opinion, who should be the front runner for the way the season sets, sets up at, at quarterback for your Heisman, that's an incredible offense. So we'll see. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's, a, it's a potential to be a, a you know transcendent level offense. Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll, we'll see, see if, if, you know, you know with, with Kirby, Kirby with like a, a transcendent, historically good offense can do better than the eight and four that Dan Mullen did with his historically good, very transcendent offense. Shots fired. Uh, I love it. Shots fired. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm here for. But no, I mean, I think what's interesting about Gilbert is, as you mentioned, you know, you have Darnell Washington in the program already. I kind of see Gilbert, though, as like the guy they'd probably play at the X receiver spot. And, uh, uh, I, was I was watching, watching some tape of him last night. He's, he's a better, better route runner than I realized, and, and Monken really likes, likes to run those little kind of quick game, clear out sort of routes, and get guys underneath. And the fact he can do that at 6'5", 250 is pretty wild. But uh, I think there's that aspect. And then also, like, he's sort of a, would be the natural replacement to, like, your jump ball receiver that George Pickens was. And right. you have that on the, the roster without Pickens. Um, the rest, the rest of those, of those guys, guys are like, like six, six foot, six, six one, one, maybe an under. So, so 
Definitely would be, you know, again, uh, an embarrassment of riches, like, like you said. said. So, and and I'm not saying this to be a dick or to be sure. like, controversial, but but I, and I'm genuinely asking if somebody that's like a Georgia fan, because we've seen Kirby struggle with this in the past. I, I fully think that, like, like we've talked about this off air. Like, I'm all in on Georgia getting to playing for winning a national championship this year. I, 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 like, I've said it in the past, and I've been wrong. But I just fully believe that that's what we're gonna we're we're at with the way the program sets up and the way the rest of the SEC is set up this year as well. Um, are, does it worry you at all that like there's almost two like how do you share the touches? Because like we've seen Kirby's offense where that 2017 season, I'm not just bringing this up because I love the number, but they ran the ball 69% of plays that first sure. season. Totally different offense, right? Like totally different setup. You don't have Chubb, Michelle. I, I get that with the freshman quarterback, so it's totally different. I just like, does any part of you, whether it's like the, what's the word I'm looking for here? You guys know I'm terrible at words here. Uh, Josh, help me out. Get the thesaurus out. I'm, um, um, if, if it's like you being, uh, God, mother, it's, yes, we should have done this on Sunday. Well, okay. So PTSD, PTSD or no, what? Like, well, like, like being, um, I cannot believe, I've like mind F myself in this whole thing. <laughs> no, well, like, be, like uh, being superstitious. That's the word. So, sure. Such a big word. Superstitious about like the way seasons have happened in the past or like letdowns. Does it worry you to keep everyone happy? Because I mean, it would almost be too much to try to figure out how to spread the ball around in that backfield. And now you're talking well, about even with Pickens yeah. out. Go ahead. No, no, I, I, I mean it's, it's definitely, definitely a concern. concern. I mean, I think like you, you got, got a guy in Todd Mocking who uh, was able to do that with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with you know Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, and yeah. a lot of really talented players there, but. Uh, I worry more about the running backs than I do the wide receivers, truthfully, just because, like, the nature of wide receivers, I think we see, you know, with the exception of, like, a, a Devontae Smith kind of year that somebody can have. Like, generally, you're going to have games where certain guys are, are taken away by the way certain teams scheme up on defense, and you're going to have games where, you know, they're not. And so it's like I just think the more studs that you have kind of going down the line – the, the more likely you are to have that major matchup issue at the third or fourth or fifth wide receiver. Um, right. like that's, how, that's how Florida beat Georgia last year, right? It wasn't, you know, the, the first and second wide receivers for Eric Stokes over and over. It was, you know, running backs and second string tight ends and stuff like that coming out of the backfield. So Misdirection, play designs and stuff like that. Also having half your defense out. That, yeah, well, I'm not allowed to say that because I'm a Georgia fan, right? But um, no, I definitely think that there's a concern there. I also think that Daniels proved himself to be, you know, pretty adept at spreading the ball around last year. Like Pickens definitely became that favorite target, but, yeah. you know, he threw Tremaine Burton to like a 270 yard game or something crazy like that in his first start. So I, I worry about it more in the backfield. Um, you know, I think a lot of. People probably thought James Cooker, Zamir White, or both would leave after last season. You've got both those guys back. And, and, and Kendall Milton and Kenny McIntosh, you have two guys that are talented and, and want to be, like, feature backs. And so I think that's going to be the issue to figure it out. But, like, if anything, the more this kind of passing game gets scary and powerful, the more that's going to open up that running game and just pull guys out of the box and, and make it very easy to get, you know, eight to yeah. 12 yards to carry out of the backfield. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch, but like, I mean, not like on yeah. the year, but you know every single play, every right. single down. Okay. But, uh, well, now that I've got my shit together, uh, mostly emotionally, like I, emotionally and otherwise no. I had all this thing. I sat here for an hour and laid it out. And then when I pressed a button to go live, literally it took a dump. So nice. um, it's perfect. So we've got something you on the right side of the screen, you're gonna see some uh some over under win totals graham gets fired up for gambling we know uncle chris likes <laughs> to to gamble so we're gonna just talk about some of these lines these these uh win totals that we're we're working with DraftKings numbers and yeah. um so you got those at home and we'll make notes and graham and and, and marler have got some uh some takes on these win totals and graham kick us off who who you have a lock you have your favorite win total that you want to talk about you know what my favorite win total is Alabama. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick Bama. Uh, I didn't look at Bama. Like I, I didn't choose one way or another. Um, this isn't like that sexy, but my favorite win total actually is uh, Louisiana under nine and a half. Um, I think that 
Hey, there we go. <laughs> Deep, Deep cuts, cuts, baby. That's yeah, what we're yeah, yeah. Peel behind the onion. Am I allowed to use that? Um, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you guys no. have a massive Louisiana following for this? For this Georgia no, Espionation podcast? The reason why like, I say that is just because they were extremely lucky in 2020. They were yeah. plus 10 in turnover margin. They're like plus 7% in drive starting and plus territory. And they were six and one in games decided by a touchdown or less. And so I think, you know, there's a lot of like preseason, like that, them beating Texas. And I think week two is like a sexy preseason upset pick. Um, well, it, it's, I'm laughing because I did all the stats and stuff and I'm like, I got like 50 power five conference schedules with returning metrics. and I'm sorry, grand. No, it's I told okay. You. It's okay. I know you said, you said Louisiana. I'm like, oh shit. Well, anyway, yeah. but all right. So nine and a half, they, they've got a tough schedule. Under nine, nine and a half. half. Yeah. yeah. Under yeah, nine yeah. and a half. All right. Under nine, nine and a half. half. Yeah. yeah. And it's just cause like the rest of these are power five picks, but you asked me like what my favorite one was. And if any of you are stupid enough to follow my advice, and use your own money. I want to like be honest and say that's the one I actually feel best about, but um let's let's start back with like you know the cream of the crop you've got clemson 11 and a half win total what do you think about that chris do you think they're gonna go undefeated i don't i would just stay i just stay away from betting clemson unless it's a national title game um i think the last time i bet on clemson i'll bet on them in the first half of games nonstop mm-hmm. because the the numbers are there that, like to support that it like last year was like i think Going into last year, there was a stat I brought up one time that the, going back to the start of the 2019 season, they had allowed a total of 10 points in the first half of games. Like that's crazy. the first quarter, first quarter of games. So like okay, I'll bet yeah. on them in the first quarter in the first half because that that uh, conference is so weak. I wouldn't touch this either way just because I, I don't know what's going to happen in that Georgia game to start the year. I think Georgia's going to win. But if they don't, you know, like like if like if they don't, they're not losing to anybody well, else. Right. It's it's the ACC, so it's just it's like horseshit competition the entire time. If if I was like if we're looking at like locks and, and stuff like that, like um, I love Bama under eleven and a half as much as I hate to say it. I, I just I mean, why? Well, I, I, like, like, because give, like give looking us. at like gambling is all about in my opinion trends, right? Like sure, like the way that people lose money gambling on sports is by betting with like emotions. And betting with their favorite teams, right? Like the whole right. reason we have spreads and all that kind of shit is because Vegas is like, all right, we need even action on both sides. I think Bama is is very skewed with that because people just think like, oh, it's Bama. I don't know what I'm doing here with my hands, but like it's like this big, you know, bad like wolf. It's gonna like no matter what, they're gonna get people betting on them. Like, oh, like you said the other day, Miami, like bet on Miami to not cover what the 17 and a half spread against Bama game one. Right. right. I think right. Miami can win that game. Well, I'm so, okay. You- so let me just jump in because I'm the stat guy and I've got the graphs up here, not looking at Marler. But Bama's returning 77 of their uh, defensive production. They were one of the top teams in the nation in 2020 with 2.8 net yards per play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've got several defenses that were, you know, returning uh, a good portion of their defense. You know, a lot of 70s and 80s percent returning on their defensive uh, opponents, but. All, a lot of those defenses were 47% success rate allowed, 45 So they're going to play a lot of bad defenses, and that's what you want when you got a young quarterback there. So, and But here's the thing. If you have a young quarterback that's basically a freshman, because I think he actually eligible, uh, eligibility-wise, he might still be a freshman the way last yeah. year went. Um, like if Bryce, Bryce Young is an unknown commodity, who do they have behind him? Right, like, like everyone just kind of assumes, and it's it's not like Bear Bryant's like grandson. It's Bear Bryant's former dog sitter godson, and it, yeah. I tell you what, that kid, um, White Bama Twitter is that they've got a had a hard on for him for a long time. <laughs> so no, but so Bryce Young, I think Bryce Young could be great. I just think that I've said this over and over and over again. You could look at it from two standpoints, like like the defense would be great, and as we all know, defenses are what wins championships, right? Nowadays, well, no, I'm being very sarcastic, so it's like. You Does replace. That, so you think that Miami games for real? I mean, they yeah. Miami Miami is like one of the top teams in the in, in Bill Connolly's returning production, ninety one percent, which 90. blows my mind that Bama's a, a seventeen and a half point favorite in that kind of quarterback. I, don't I know, said I would take them. I, I, I said, said I would take them at thirteen points, points, not seventeen. Okay, for but the so, record. But Derek King, if he's healthy and like if he's even 90 percent, that's the kind of quarterback that gives like sometimes you know Bama fits. But regardless of all sure. that. 
you can look at it from one point or one standpoint of like who they lose. They lose generational talent at receiver. They lose a Heisman Trophy who put up the best receiving campaign in the history of college football, probably. Right. Definitely in the SEC. You lose a, a, a top 15 pick at quarterback in the NFL draft. We're talking about four or five years ago where Bama hadn't had a first round pick since Joe Namath. And then you talk about having like Najee Harris, who had 30 touch, 30 touchdowns. Yeah. 30 touchdowns, and we don't even talk about his production because of Devontae Smith, right? On top of that, you lose Steve Sarkeesian. Then you lose three offensive linemen. Two of them are one that was a first-rounder. It shouldn't have been. And then Landon Dickerson, who was the glue of the whole team. So I just don't understand why we all think, one, how many times has Bama gone undefeated in the regular season in a 12-game schedule the past, like, five years? I think I think it's – or 10 years. It's, like, twice, right? Twice, 2016, yeah. 2018, they didn't win a national title either year. So if you're telling me you have a true fresh – or basically a, a – a, We'll call him a redshirt freshman quarterback. You get very limited playing time. If something goes awry, not even injury-wise, but he just isn't it, when you have all these – and all the people they're replacing besides John Mechie, for the most part, are freshmen at receivers. At receiver, right? So, like, I I just don't see him winning 12 games. Like, and I used to say this, you know, every other year about Bama, and I kept getting proved wrong, so I stopped saying it just because, like, we've seen Saban replace and reload and all that. My question for you is, like – you're looking at Bama's schedule. Where, like, who's the loss? Who do you think is the most likely? Of I don't. I don't think it's Florida. <laughs> I don't think it's Florida. I, don't either. I just think that. I don't think it's Miami. Uh, it might not be Miami, but I'm just saying it's it's a tw- during a 12 game schedule, right? You have A and M at A and M. You got Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a week off where they play you. You have LSU with a week off where they play. You. I don't think I, like on paper I don't see them losing either of those games, but I'm just playing the odds here of like which is what gambling should be, which is. It's very difficult to go 12 and 0, right? It's very yeah. difficult to go 12 and 0 in general in, in the regular season. And we've seen time and time again, Bama not be able to do it. And if they have, there's always one game that they somehow escape, right? All right. So, so I just don't see it happening. Their win total is 11 and a half. Right. right. Okay. So that means you, and it's paying even money on the over, right? So you, right. you've got to pay juice on the under. So a lot of, I guess that's a, that's a, tells you right there that Vegas, kind of is leaning towards the under there, just like you're saying. But let's just assume they win the division. That's a 13th game. And even if they don't win, you know, they've got a 14th. These are all regular well, season. These, these are regular season. Oh, so you don't get the you don't get the SEC no, championship? No. Oh, no. no, no. Oh, so if it, if it was under. the whole season, I would take the over in a heartbeat. Yeah, so anyway. Um, but if we're okay. talking if we're talking locks, and I know that I just went on and on about Bama there, but like if we're talking locks – yeah. Um, definitely Louisiana over uh, nine and a half games. I think, that's, uh, <laughs> no, no. I think I think LSU over eight and a half with the production they have. Um, I like that pick a lot. I just think that they've recruited well it. enough. I, I, I mean, like, it. I just think they've recruited well enough to have um, a lot more success. I, I think that Coach O is definitely trying to like figure out a way to recreate 2019, and it's not going to ever happen. But at the right. same time, they've recruited so well. It's not just Derek Stingley. It's Eli Ricks. They have no, Mike Jones coming at linebacker. They got, they and, got McNee. They, they got <laughs> yeah. They got McNee. They got Central Michigan. They got Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. I mean, they got well, a, a soft schedule. Yeah, so they're going to get the four though. wins in their non-con alone. Of yeah. course, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are, but it's like I don't know. I feel like that Mississippi game for them is a, a coin flip. Okay. Right. right. Uh, I, I, I think, think they, they probably, probably beat Mississippi State. State. They probably beat Auburn. So that's six. Um, Do they beat Kentucky can, at Kentucky? Probably so. Probably, yeah. So that's seven. Uh, Kentucky, A&M, Kentucky. I don't know. A&M, A&M, I, you know A&M, I can A&M in a revenge well, game, as always. It, yeah. it seems and I guess, like. like and I don't know. My thing with LSU is I think that just getting uh, – Polini like out of there. Yeah. You have to assume that defense like automatically gets way better. And so they were I, I think you're probably last. right. But... They were dead last in the FBS in past events. They were 127th out of 127 COVID right. participating teams. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. I mean, and they're, yeah, but they're, and they're returning a lot of, of at least those guys. So if, if there is a deficiency that great at, at yeah. defensive coordinator, then you've got guys I, that have been on the field and, and listen, played in the SEC. So there's going to be all right. They're going to beat Auburn at home, in my opinion. That there's your eighth win. I still I think they could beat Ole Miss, but so but my biggest thing here too is, and I said this the other day on Twitter, and and now and I want everyone to be like to understand this very clearly. I am strictly a softball, a Twitter account now. Okay, I only talk softball. I know. So, so yeah, we're, we're our ladies and your ladies are both in the World Series. That's and that's all that matters. I don't give a shit about football. So here's the thing. 
Um, but like, but the thing with LSU, I said this the other day, I, I, I understand on paper, I understand how bad they were. I get all that shit. But when you talk about the SEC and I hate cliches, like yellow starbursts, ISIS cliches, three of my least favorite things, but the games are won in the trenches in the SEC. Correct. That's what we always said. I get how bad they were. I think they only get better. And you're talking about an offensive line and a defensive line that combined with with five possible positions, they return, or I'm sorry, with, with nine possible positions, right? On um, four on the D line, five on the offensive line, all nine are returning, and eight of the nine are seniors. So I honestly don't give a shit how bad they were last year, with especially that defensive line with how terrible it must have been to be under Bo Pelini, who made zero adjustments sure. all season. I just feel like they're going to be incredibly improved. No, and I, I think there's no way they're not improved, especially because of the lady. But, like, this is where I struggle with the returning production numbers. Like, sometimes guys are who they are. You know what I mean? Like, like in, you know, especially guys that are have been starters for a couple of years and we're looking at them, you know, maybe they're going to be a three-year starter going into their, their senior year. It's just like – Generally speaking, we don't see those guys take like huge leaps, and so I think returning production is a great like tool. But I don't, I don't feel like sometimes like you know, it, 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 this is the reason why like I'm, I'm fading Louisiana is because like everyone's hot on them, bringing like 97 percent of their roster back. Right. You know, right. Billy Napier and his staff like they had chances to go get big jobs and they didn't because that group is still together. And I think everyone kind of looks at that and it's like. Those, Those guys, guys aren't four, five, or even three-star recruits in a lot of cases where it's like they have all this athletic ability that's still untapped. They've what about LSU? Squeezed. No, I think LSU, there's definitely like a possibility there for they sure. Have, they have uh, the fifth most signed five stars in the past five years. Totally. No, I mean, LSU has a top five to eight roster in college football right. every season. So it's like, yeah, there's definitely the talent there. I mean, let's be honest. Like if that offense continues to do what we've seen it do – you know, yeah, that, that defense, defense doesn't, doesn't have, have to, to like improve all that much for, for some games to go their way. So, but I, I like, I guess while we're, while we're talking about uh, some of this returning production stuff and returning linemen, and that does kind of segue into Texas A&M, who I actually don't think is going to get over their nine and a half wins that Vegas has them set. Um, my reasoning on this is just that, that team was was basically like run, like the, the running game was what allowed that team to go as far as they did last year. You know, Kellen Mond, yeah, wasn't relied upon that much, but they what? lose four, four starting O linemen that had combined for a hundred career starts I, off of that team. I can't hate what you just said, Les. I, I really like. I love you to death, <laughs> and I, I respect your opinion. I just sure. I gotta I gotta interrupt here because I hate. I hate the Kellen Mond slander so much because he's a guy that ended up in like the top 10, the top 10 in several, several categories in all time SEC production. And I get, I get this because he was there for three and a half years as a starter. No, that's, I'm not, but, I'm not slandering Kellen Mond though. All but I'm like, saying they is were like, carried by the run game. Kellen Mond had 19 touchdowns and three interceptions. Yeah. You tell me a, a program in the SEC that wouldn't take that kind of production outside of Alabama. All right. What's their win total is what? Uh, what do you got it, Graham? It's nine and a half. They got they got Kent State, Colorado, New Mexico, and Arkansas. All right, so here's my State. They're gonna go five really and zero. They're gonna be five and zero going into the Bama game. No, they're not. The week off beforehand. Oh, okay. God. So who's gonna get? Them? So who's gonna get? Colorado them? is clipping them in Boulder. You live in Colorado. Everyone hates me. No, <laughs> it's not it just because I live here. Actually, I just moved over the border into northern New Mexico. So take the that. land of enchantment. Well, that's right, baby. Um, no, I really do think that, like, well, that's another one that I actually I do think Colorado will go over. They only have four wins on their on their Vegas total. Yeah, I mean they started last year four now. Like it's all back to schedule. But no, I just think that like A and I I do think that Kellen Mond was very good, and that we are discounting having to replace him with a a guy who's never played college football. And on top of that, they're not going to have that O-line that they did last year to lean on if he's struggling Fair. and just say, go be big and get push up front and run the ball with Isaiah Spiller. So I just – I don't think it it looks good for them. And I think that the SEC West is, like, as deep as it's been in a really long time. Probably 
since like Alabama started, started you know, on this kind of dynasty run, run. Like, like you, you have a legit. legit when was that? 1963. Yeah, I'm, something like that. I'm gonna jump in here because I gotta give a shout out to Parker Fleming. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Stats of War. He writes for Florida. Awesome. Yeah, he writes. Uh, he writes for uh, TCU TCU blog, and I think he's actually a professor there. But he um, right. He's got a returning talent index, which factors in. It's really stat heavy and how he does it, but it's uh, recruiting, returning production, uh, and and weights to certain positions, and certainly. Uh, but he's got the most improved teams from this metric, and it's LSU is really the two standard deviations improved, and then he's got Georgia, Alabama, Ole Miss, and Ta- Texas A&M all in the positive returning talent. They're going to be better. So he's got a great article in there. Check it out. But yeah, so you're still taking under, even though this, you know, the nerds like us say they're improved. And Ole Miss is the fourth most improved team hey, from last year. Hold so, on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, so I here's am, the thing, I'm though. Still still taking under. I'll take Graham's side on this a little bit here because I like that defense is going to be really good for AM. They're going to be really, really good. And I think the yeah. schedule sets up pretty decent for them. I, I mean, it can't be anything that was close to 2019. I don't think they have Florida's a crossover this year, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so. But and that defense, I think they returned like twenty of twenty-two on the two deep or something crazy. Um, but when you talk about them being improved, like if you're just looking, like I get numbers, I I totally understand math. I'm really good at it sometimes. <laughs> but at the same time, if you're replacing four out of five on your offensive line, like Graham said, and that whole thing was, you really could lean on Isaiah Spiller. You're talking about HN coming back too, and you saying the even saying the word improved. How do you improve on a ten-win season? In a ten, like in a shortened year, right? Like they went ten yeah. and one, and they right. went to the fucking Orange Bowl and beat a top ten team. Like I don't, that's improvement. Seems like the improvement is a, 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 a you know basically a playoff berth or a national yeah. title at that point. They were the number five team in the country last year, so it's like I, I, I also just think you know that. COVID cancellations kept them from having to play Ole Miss, who like I think could have given them some legitimate troubles or at least just made them sweat in like one of those hellacious shootouts that they seem to play every other week last year. But it's just like, you know, looking at them lining up, it's like you got LSU and Auburn and Ole Miss three of the last four weeks of the season. Auburn's going to suck. Auburn's going to suck, but like it, there will be time. Brian Harson does not know how to coach offense. Like we can't really deny that. Does Bo Nixon know how to play it? No, but – TJ Finley might. <laughs> That's fair. And by that point, he might be the starter. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? So it's just like, I, yeah, I mean, dude, don't get me wrong. I, this is a not a pro bonus podcast, but. God uh, damn. That's the only reason I came on here. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like, the other thing that I think everyone, or not everyone, but some people are sleeping on a little bit when looking at some of these over under wind totals is like, I think Mizzou has a shot to be decent enough to, like, yeah, they were good last year. Surprise somebody and upset somebody. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll give you a hot take with AM real quick, and that is it's not with AM, but it's with Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond will be your week one starter for the Vikings. That's my All hot right. take. It probably won't I mean, happen, but I'm just I don't know enough something. about the Vikings to tell you if that's is this not a Bo Nix Vikings podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So I got I got another one that uh that you're gonna hate. I like Tennessee <laughs> over six wins. <laughs> Okay, so you guys are out of the time you paid for for me to be here. First off, it's six thirty-one. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm a thousand percent gonna say, but I, 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 I will, I will start walking towards the exit on that one only because of this. Like Tennessee, I, I there's like. I, I, I'm just – I'm trying to process what you just said still, to be honest. All right, let me, like, let me give you my case. And then okay, you, yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead. All right, All right. Tennessee, Tennessee is ranked no better than 95th in the country in, in EPA per play in any of the past four seasons. Heibel took over Missouri in 2016, Yeah. and that offense was ranked 120th in 2015. He improved them to 55th, and then the next year he improved them to 16th. So it's like I think he can turn them into at least like a – a fair to middling offensive team and Jerry Garantano is not there anymore. And I think that like they will score some points on some people and just six wins isn't that much, man. Like they're going to, you know, they're out of conference pits, maybe a toss up game, but like they're going to beat South Carolina. They're going to beat Bowling Green or whoever they have. Like, I, just, I don't think it's that hard. I do think that. Yeah. I know you're very Josh like Heupel, South Carolina, Well, if there's anything that. you guys know about me, it's that I love stock lingo. And so I am definitely um, – <laughs> I, 
I'm I'm a bear. Is that what they say in stock and gay culture? I think I don't know. Anyway, here's the thing. I I think that you're right. Like that's that's a great stat you brought up. Do you know how many wins they had in 2016 when Josh Heupel took over? Zero. Yeah. Four. Four. <laughs> Do you know how many they had the following year? Seven. And they did that. Yeah, but like, like Tennessee still has like a top. 20 roster like that roster i mean i know they lost a lot of guys to transfer for them, but like that no, roster has been recruited pretty well no. so okay so i don't have the numbers in front of me josh he i mean he already called himself a nerd so we'll we'll continue to just dunk on him for that like he might be able to pull these up i'm not sure what they currently are but you talk about 2017 they had seven wins right those are numbers that mizzou had those are numbers they had with Drew Locke, who was like a top five all-time passer in SEC history. In like, statistically speaking, sure, Tennessee doesn't like, have that. Tennessee, Tennessee has over has over thirty players this offseason alone. Thirty sure, players into sure. the transfer portal, and it's not just guys that are like, like yeah, sure they've recruited they've recruited okay. But when Eric Gray is being projected as the number one, like or the as the newcomer of the year in the Big Twelve, when Henry Toto is going to Alabama and he's potentially a first round SEC guy and top, like you know, like first round talent linebacker, dude, I'm not cool. Like it's just six, it's only six wins in the SEC East. Who are they going to beat? All right, they beat Bowling Green. That's one. They beat Tennessee Tech. That's two. I think they actually will probably clip Pittsburgh just because like Pittsburgh does Pittsburgh things. So that's three. You've, You've got, got Vanderbilt. They're going to be Vandy. That's four. They'll beat South Alabama. That's five. That means all you have to do is get over South Carolina or Kentucky to get to a push. Push. Okay. And then you know, I think there's a decent chance that like they could clip. I don't think they end the season with enough with enough scholarship players to even form a, a, a fucking team. Like, I, I mean, like, you've lost 30 guys. Am I allowed to say the effort? I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Okay, you've lost 30 guys in the transfer portal, and I'm I'm being generous with rounding down here. Like, <laughs> they got the, it, it's interesting there that the under on Tennessee's six is minus 139. <laughs> so, I, I just, yeah. like, it, it's, but it's still, I will say in Graham's defense, because he does sound stupid, and we all know that, right? We all like, uh, no, I'm kidding, but like, but I will say, in your defense, no, you're if, in, if you're talking about, you're the only person I've heard that's say this, and I'm not saying that you're crazy for it, but I'm saying when Vegas tells you, when Vegas throws out a number that seems like it's like, oh, that's fucking obvious, like, no, 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 I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm defending you, I'm saying, like, it, when Vegas throws out a number where the entire country is saying like yeah it's fucking it's the under it's the under like no one's gonna be betting the over on Tennessee right Vegas probably knows what they're doing like it's like the one thing my dad ever said that was smart was like besides I'm leaving which was it was hey they don't build these billion dollar hotels in the desert out of nothing right like Vegas knows sure, what they're doing I'm pretty sure someone else might have said it just saying <laughs> yeah it's fair too <laughs> I don't think he originally said it but um, but no I, I just think that I think that tennessee you have such a huge uphill battle to climb and and i'll i'll give you another hot take before i i head out here because bay's gonna kill me but like tennessee it would be a, it would do in the long run and just hear me out here it would probably do worse for josh heupel to win six games and be probably. bowl eligible this year in year one than it would for him to be to win five games have something to build off of in the season with two wins because they play South Alabama and Vanderbilt. Go into the offseason like on a, on a like you know trending up. If he wins six games, we're gonna hear the same shit we heard with with Jeremy Pruitt in the two That's years how ago. We know what's gonna happen, dude? I, but see, <laughs> I just don't think it happens year one, man. I just I, I mean Maybe. that that roster is if you there's absolutely no way that that roster is a top 20 roster. There's just no way. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, but like, you know, last year it was, a, it was, I think the 14th best roster in the country. Don't get me wrong. They lost, like you're saying, 30 guys. So who knows how the hell it's going to rank out this year. But it's like, well, you, think, you said it. So I, I mean, like, well, I, I think though that like you have a, there's a value there. Yeah. In trying to get the six wins with a, a team that, you know, has recruited much better than they right. performed at any point over the last two decades that's um, right so i don't know I, I think like it's a it's an interesting spot where you might be able to find some value before we let you go yeah he got to trash tennessee on his way out the door <laughs> well before we let you go all right are we in agreement that that florida goes under nine wins or do you think yeah that's a push or an over? i it could at best it's a push that's the ceiling i don't understand the, the love for florida this year i just i, I think that there's nowhere to go but up with that defense i just have a heart like i have i don't get it i just don't get it like 
And 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 I like Florida. Y'all, y'all's rivalry is so damn dumb. And I get so t- like every time, and you're guilty Literally. of this, Graham. I am every time, every time I say one thing about either Florida or Georgia for the next 24 fucking hours in my mentions on Twitter, it's just an argument that I didn't want to be a part of between Georgia and Florida fans say 1980 and rent free. I don't get it, but I also I, I don't get why Florida fans are so confident going into the season because right. and, and I think honestly, I think if I'm giving you like a, a serious reason as to why it's because deep down they know what's about to happen. And, and I think that Florida is going to lose to Bama at home. They're, they're, they're going to lose. to. I mean, Kirby's going to be pissed. Like think about last time Kirby had a, a like a point a to prove. Yeah, yeah. Like against them. Like, I, so I just have a really hard time thinking that Florida replacing Kyle Pitts, you tweeted about it today, and I've been saying it all offseason. Like, like you just don't replace the Kyle Trask story. I think Emory Jones is gonna is gonna honestly allow Dan Mullen to open up his entire playbook. Kyle Trask, I yeah. said it over and over, he runs like the guy from fucking Happy Gilmore. He's like, dude, that's Mr. Gilmore's ball. Like he <laughs> he's gonna have the entire offensive playbook opened up under Emory Jones. But that being said, I don't think Jacob Copeland is Kadarius Tony. I don't even think Jacob Copeland is Trevon Grimes. I I don't think that anybody's gonna replace Pitts's value. At, at tight end and if demarcus bowman isn't your starter that would be kind of shocking as well he's the most talented back that might not even be playing i just have a hard time thinking that dan mullen is going to take this not like ragtag group of guys but like no, I mean, sheerly overmatched like yeah. if you're if you're talking about nine wins nine wins in this season where you play Bama and Georgia in the regular season, so you got to win every other fucking game. You're, there's no way. There's just no way. I it just well, well, they can lose one other and push, but yeah, exactly. That's I mean, what I'm saying. The ceiling over, is yeah, that's, yeah. that's why the ceiling right. is nine. I just they, they they play at LSU, right? Like right, right. So there's your there's your other loss, in my opinion. I just I have a hard time thinking yeah, that yeah. that they're going to be able to go over that. And um, they go and to just Missouri. Don't get it, yeah, they go to Missouri late in the year. I also, year. I also you know, I mean, I have no idea what Florida State is going to be, but if Mackenzie Milton is still like, you know, Mackenzie Milton from a few years ago, then yeah, maybe they get something rolling, and that's a he's playing a game on drone legs. Yeah, I mean, like right now, you can you can get Georgia at minus six and a half on DraftKings. Okay, uh, for, for 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 that game against Florida, and it's like I feel like that's. A pretty, a pretty good, good value, value especially, especially if you're going to get some potential transfer news yeah. next week. Um, I said this two years ago, and I said yeah, it three yeah. years ago. I think I said it with like, uh, who was it that got so mad about it? Um, oh, it was it was Danny Cannell, which I I know a lot of people hate, but I love DK. He's a great guy. But I was on. You hate him? Oh god, no, no, dude, no, he's no, such no, a good no, dude. He's he's a he's a really good dude. But like, I've come around on him. I used to hate him. He's he's, 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 he's you, you have to jealous. talk to him like off Twitter. He's he's a really good guy. And so, um, but he I he was telling me he was like, hey, here's the here's the bets. Like they like somebody released like William Hill released like their biggest game bets whatever. And Georgia was a three and a half or two and a half point favorite in 2018. And they were a, a six and a half point favorite in 2019. And I was like, bet. I always say all of my fiance's money because she's the breadwinner. So like, but fix, scrap, get a fucking GoFundMe and and circle the wagons and put all of it on Georgia because you're talking about a revenge game for Georgia yeah, yeah. with an extra week off where they're most likely going to be either. So think about think about this. This is for real. The last thing I'll say. They will either have a week off to prepare for a rival that beat them after ha- squandering a 14 point lead and then talk shit about it all off season. Right. Right. You'll either have a week off to beat them with an undefeated team going into it, trying to hold on to a, like a perfect season, getting to the playoff or with your backs against the wall with, the one with loss, one yeah. loss, having to win out. So either way, I bet the house on Kirby. Like, I mean, flat out. I just, I just don't get it. So, yeah. No, and I also think that, like, right. we've seen... Marlo's yeah, got to yeah. go. Me and you are yeah. going to do... We're going to do this some more. Chris, thank you for joining us. Hopefully, you'll, we'll do some more betting stuff or whatever you want to yeah. do. And, uh, you know, f- make sure you're listening to College Football Uncensored. He and Tyler Hook are uh, do a great job. They're cranking out off-season content, which uh, Graham and I know can be tricky. And, of course... <laughs> You're probably following at Vern Funquist already on Twitter. And uh, sorry in I, advance if you are. I love, I, I love I love you like a brother, Chris, and thank you for yeah. Uh, and say happy birthday to Bay for me. I will love y'all too. And for real, listen, I would love to do this I'll again. We have more time, and um, we will. We'll, we'll talk soon. All right, we'll go. We'll go. Peace, All right. guys. Later, All right. man. All right, cool. Well, he went off the air, and shit didn't hit the fan, so we can do this a little. All more. right. So the last thing I wanted to say 
before we leave, or before we. You got some go, more bets, or, right? You got some more yeah, bets. Yeah, about the Florida topic in particular. Okay. You're gonna really get mad at me when I say this, and probably people on Twitter are gonna get super mad at me too. But since like you know, I already shouted out Tennessee. I'm just gonna go ahead and push all of my chips to the center of the table because we know that Dan Mullen can just kind of take wins for granted. Florida has to play Tennessee the week after Alabama is going to beat the shit out of them, and they're going to get all up for that game and get disappointed. Uh, I don't know that Tennessee will have the juice to, like, pull that off, but I think that Tennessee will make that a close game and cover cover whatever that spread ends up being. I think that's when we're going to know that, like, Tennessee's not total dog shit, just, like, kind of dog shit. But, yeah, I guess other bets I've got, I... I really like Oklahoma over 11 wins. Um, so does Vegas. They're minus 139. Um, I just I think that they have a defense for the first time. And I think more than anything, like the Big 12 is historically bad on offense. Um, I would say, though, that like me liking Oklahoma over 11 is more indicative of the strength of the Big 12 and the strength of their out-of-conference schedule. Then, like, I don't think that they're going to – I still don't think they're in that spot where they're going to get over the hump and win a playoff game. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the year. This year is going to be the year. And I think that the reason why we've, we've kind of gotten to a point where we are actually, like, valuing their defense and calling it legitimate is because they played last year in a, a Big 12 that was as bad offensively as it's ever been in any of our lifetimes. And – they played a, a Florida team that was, you know, basically like down on studs in that whole game. So I do think, like, I, I still think that you're going to push it worse with that 11 win bet with Oklahoma. But I also don't think that like they're they're going to win a national title or anything like that. Um, UNC over 10, basically. All they're going to have to do to, to, to win that bet is split Miami and Notre Dame in back-to-back weeks. Pretty much everyone else on their schedule should be a walkover for them. Well, you, you brought up two teams that you like a lot, Oklahoma and UNC, both returning uh, high um, odds on Heisman uh, candidates. Uh, they both they both had a net 1.8 yards per play and returning uh, – 77% of the offensive production from last year was turning for uh, North Carolina. I didn't catch it, but it's high it's in the seventies for Oklahoma. So that tells yeah. you that they've got a, a, a loaded offense that's returning with a lot of firepower. So that's, those are interesting things to look at. I know you, you the returning metrics can, like you say, can be deceiving, but it's something, you know, when you don't have any, right. you don't have any tape, you know, you can see that, that, that is a lot of, you know, Georgia's returning 60, no, I don't know, like, 92 percent before pickens went out but uh you know that's a lot of returning now and and really good quarterbacks i mean that's what it takes we've been talking about jt daniels all offseason spencer rattler and sam howell are really good quarterbacks no they are and i mean i think the other thing too is just with with unc like yeah they lost their running backs but um most of that line is back and i also think that like you're gonna see them they just roll like the way they physically dominated Miami last year on the road. Now they get them at home. Um, I think they win that game against Miami, and if they do, I think it's really hard for them not to to go over that ten wins on that bet. So that's really my logic there. Um, the other one, uh, a couple others that like I do feel strongly on. Uh, I'm I'm under USC. I'm under nine on USC. Um, they were as lucky as any team in FBS last year. Um, they had a, a 60 point swing in points off turnovers from the year before. They were three and one when trailing games in the fourth quarter, and more than a quarter of their drives started in plus territory, while only four percent of their opponents' drives did. So, I just think you know, I don't think that Keaton Slovis is is that good. We you know we've watched him have three interception games on a pretty regular basis. Uh, I think that, you know, if they're lucky, they may, like, lose enough games to get Clay Helton out of there, but not, you know, totally, like, crater out as, like, a, a four- or five-win team. I mean, there's still plenty of talent on that roster to where, like, I don't see them going far south. But 
They play some good. They're they're playing some good defenses too. Yeah, they are. You're 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 touting Colorado who's on the schedule, and now we can see that they're off. They're return. They allowed a 35 percent success rate last year, and Colorado is returning 81 percent of their defense. So they're returning a lot of defensive players on it, and that was a good unit. Yeah. Yeah. See stats. I know some shit sometimes. Man. I, ne- uh, I never doubted you. I, don't, I I'm never just kidding. Said, yeah. No, but, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that like there's, you know, I think Oregon State is better and they return 94% of that offense. Um, Notre Dame, I think, is still just a better team than USC. Uh, UCLA, I think it speaks volumes that they're like a two point underdog to LSU first week of the season right now. I think that should tell you a lot about how good they could be. It, I think I that think offense is really good. good. DTR is a good quarterback. And Arizona State, right, like they blew that fourth quarter lead on the road against uh, against USC last year when they were up 14 with like four and a half minutes left, something crazy. But I'm firm for her, man. I'm fully on the Herm Edwards uh, bandwagon. So I, I just don't see USC hitting nine wins. Um, last one – uh, that I'll I'll give, and we'll I'm, I'm sure, sure revisit this, this in, in, in future, future episodes, episodes. But uh, I, I like Penn State over nine wins. Um, they were minus 111 points off turnovers last year, Josh. Have you ever? Have you ever heard of such? I've never heard of such. No. Uh, yeah, and they lost three games where they outgained their opponents. Two of those contests, they outgained the opponent by over 200 yards. Thank you to David Hill uh, for pointing that out on Twitter. So I saw that a few days ago. I did make note of it. But um, I just think they they were a bad luck team last year. They're still a team in the top 15 roster in college football. They play a schedule that really only has one jogger not in it in Ohio State. And without knowing kind of what the commodity is at quarterback there yet, like – I think, I think Ohio, Ohio State, State beats Penn State, State but still, still, you know, they're, they're, Penn, Penn State's probably, probably got as good a shot at beating Ohio State, State as anybody. anybody. So, so yeah, yeah, I like I them over nine wins, um, especially because, like, you know, their big out of conference game is is Auburn up there in Happy Valley. Um, I think second or third week of the season, and it's just like I don't think Auburn will will have a role in yet. Penn State's already, I think, an early seven and a half point favorite in that game. So. That's, That's what, what I got, got, man. Oh, so good to be talking football. I mean, it's still it's exciting, right? I know we're we're just a day or two away from June, and we're still a little ways away from the the real football season ramping up. But the diehards are there; they're mm-hmm. getting in our mentions, they're getting in back on Twitter. Um, I hope you guys are fired up as we are. We're gonna do some more stuff. So we got, we actually guys... we actually we actually have people reaching out and want to do some some things. So we yeah. we're gonna keep up the content. Um and. Uh, uh, as always, we're I'm a little amateur at this, so a little rough start of the show, but we had tons of good t- content. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you follow Graham at Dog Out West. I am Josh at Dog, dog underscore stats. And uh, I'm going to let Graham take us out, but I appreciate everybody tuning in, and I hope you guys are having a great Memorial Day weekend. And tomorrow is the day that we're going to have eat and, dr- and swim in the pools and stuff. But do remember... Uh, those that gave all for the freedoms that we enjoy and uh, a shout out to our guys that are currently in the military, our men and women, and those that have served in the past. Graham, what uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Uh, yeah. I mean, thank you for, for all of the work that you do with the uh, stats and, and making us go, go out with our faces into the, into the world on people's screens. Um, sometimes they're real small. Sometimes they're real big, but we get hey, there. We'll take it. Hey, we'll <laughs> take it. Um, no, and, I, and then also, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And I was going to say, I know I'll send out all this stuff cause I make it hard. It's hard to do. It's fun to do, but I'll be, I'll tweet this stuff out. So you guys can look at this stuff at your leisure that we, we had screen, we had scrolling. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Um, and we'll probably, we can share some of that stuff on, on uh, dog sports as well. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, no, thank you for everything that you do. Thanks to Chris for joining. Also, uh, yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for bringing up Memorial Day tomorrow. Um, and, you know, many thanks to, to all those who have served and sacrificed for, for all of us. Um, but yeah, also enjoy your day off, but also enjoy uh, watching, you know, Eric Gilbert and Darion Kendrick 
come to Georgia next week. It's a trip, man. It's a trip. Anytime, yeah, anytime you get to watch, like, it's hilarious to me, man. Like, we keep seeing people talk about mulling over Kirby, mulling over Kirby. And over and over this summer, like, we get to watch Kirby kind of, like, stuff Mullen in the locker on certain things. Like, 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 dude, Dan, Dan Mullen just had the best tight end prospect we have ever seen in the history of football. The best tight end prospect we've ever seen. And he could not keep, like, the closest thing that we've seen to a Kyle Pitts as a recruit uh, on, you know, committed to his roster. It's just, like, it is absolute banana land that – that dude cannot recruit better than he can. Um, we're we're going to find somebody. We should – I don't know if anybody's a Florida fan out there or a Florida, Florida blog. Oh, they're all in my mentions. Don't well, let's, let's get somebody on, and if we get – and just do a Saturday night, no-hold-barred, you know, like UFC-style Kirby <laughs> Mullen with, with, with uh, Graham and whoever. Except for that if wheel. We can, yeah, not wheel yeah, around. If we can find one that, you know, like can – and keep it uh, between the ditches, so to speak. <laughs> we will do that. Um, oh, this is good but, stuff, man. Oh, yeah, that. man. You know, I think it's it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting off season and interesting preseason as the transfer portal thing goes on, just because you never know what's 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 going to happen and how things are going to develop. But uh, Georgia's going to get a lot better this week, and you know, I think that you're you're sort of replacing a big loss in Pickens in Eric Gilbert and you are really sort of shoring up that secondary to a point yeah. where it's, it's, it's not unbelievable anymore. It's yeah, unbelievable. So, I, I'm going to say, I've got, you know, you saw my hot takes on the tick text string last night. Uh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to sit on a little bit just, uh, but yeah, I'm fired. Don't don't Jesus. No. Don't yeah, exactly. All right. Let's get out of here. Uh, Graham have a uh, nice night with your family out West. I'm going to have a nice evening here and uh i really appreciate it. this is we got some more stuff coming up i'm excited thank you guys for joining us retweet us follow us subscribe to the youtube channel we were live on youtube today um and uh we're gonna we're gonna keep figuring out the technical stuff but we're gonna keep putting out stuff so stay tuned nice, nice. all right go dogs go dogs, go dogs.